Hate Musicals is produced by Polyphonic Theater Ensemble. Our hosts are Megan Tripaldi, Kyle Ahrens, and Chantal King. Our production manager is Holly Pryor. This podcast was recorded on Wabanaki land. Hello! Welcome to yet another episode of I Hate Musicals. I'm Megan the Hater. I'm Kyle the Historian. I'm Chantal. I own Flubber on VHS. (laughs) Yo, me too. Oh yeah, that's so good. I mean, who didn't really? That's true. I mean, people younger than me, but that's, they, I legally don't exist. Those so. don't exist. Nope. I don't, yep. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, so, man. Oh, boy. Folks, oh, boy. We're oh, all wow. feeling the feelings about this one. We are talking about... Jellicle songs and Jellicle cats. Jellicle songs and Jellicle cats. Jellicle songs and Jellicle cats. Jellicle songs for Jellicle this week yeah we sure are my god we're doing it all right we're doing it we committed to it now we're doing it so let's let's take it away with some history kyle yeah all right so cats actually started out in the west end uh it was written by andrew lloyd webber um, it was produced by Cameron McIntosh. Uh, Lloyd Webber has set the poems of T.S. Eliot's about cats to music because he felt the need to. There's actually some stories about that. Fun fact, he was actually working on Evita. Um, Andy Lloyd Webber was known to throw tissy fits and leave during tech week because it was so slow and he hated it. Um, but to keep himself calm um, every time the balcony for Don't Cry Me For Me Argentina uh, was breaking down, he would keep himself calm by reciting McCavity's A Mystery Cat, that poem mm. to himself, which gave him the idea to start setting those poems to music because he was also sick of his lyricist at the time, Tim Rice. So how, what better way to work with a lyricist than find one who's already dead? <sighs> yeah. So thus, Cats was born on May 11th, 1981, opening at the New London Theater on the West End. Uh, It was the longest running musical on the West End until Superstar surpassed it, and then it was surpassed again in 2006 by Les Mis. It moved over to Broadway on October 7th of 1982. It had a record-breaking $6.2 million in ticket pre-sales. Um, so much money. It, Cats is credited with bringing both the West End and Broadway out of its current bankrupt state um, and actually making Broadway profitable again. You can actually follow the curve that since Cats opened, Broadway has been on the up and up until, you know, the pandemic of 2020. Hooray. Hooray. We love to see it. Uh, it is currently the fourth longest running show uh, on Broadway. Um, in June of 1997, it became the longest running. It overtook, ironically, a chorus line, also a dance show. Um, it has since been surpassed. Um, I believe Phantom of the Opera at time of recording is the longest running Broadway show of all times. Um, but the original Broadway production of Cats grossed $388 million in ticket sales. What? What? Why? <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I can answer this one. Morbid curiosity? And it's, yeah? it's just fun. It, it changed the landscape of Broadway. It became a commercial success at a time when Broadway was not commercialized at all. Um, lots of things can be said, but we'll get into that later. 
Normally, I would go into the, um, well, the plot of the musical, this point in the musical. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to laugh so hard. No, nope, that's so accurate. Sorry. What is so, it? <laughs> so basically, there, believe Limited it or not, there not is a bit of a plot. Um, act one is called When Cats Are Maddened by the Midnight Dance. We oh are God. introduced to this group of cats called Jellicle Cats. Uh. Uh, they are a tribe who realize they're being watched by a human audience. Um, it's all kind of led by their ringleader, Munkastrap. Munkastrap? I can't say these fucking names. <laughs> um, and they all kind of live under the Jellicle Patriarch, Old Deuteronomy. Uh, throughout the first act, we're introduced to many contenders for um, the journey to the heavy side layer, which is their version of heaven where they are reborn. So we meet cats such as Jenny Anydots, who teaches um, mice and cockroaches to stop being destructive. We are introduced, unfortunately, to this sexually aggressive and very frustrating Rumtum Tugger. Uh, we are introduced <sighs> to the twins, Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser, to the fat cat, Bustopher Jones. Um, we are introduced to uh, an old shabby cat who isn't part of their clan called Grizabella, who has been shunned by the tribe. Um, and she's old and decrepit. Definitely not pandering, saying the old cat should win the new life. Nope, not happening here. <laughs> um, they tell the story of two breeds of dogs that were in a great war that were um, subdued by the great rumpus cat and, but that gets interrupted by what's presumably the evil cat Macavity no <laughs> turns out it's like eh, no it's just a, so they all uh, just a, a false alarm so they all celebrate and dance in their cat glory and Grizabella comes out at the end of act one and sings the prelude to memory and we get act two, which is called, Why Will the Summer Day Delay? When Will Time Flow Away? And we yeah, meet- Most of the audience is wondering this as well at this point. Yeah, yeah. no, honestly, that's kind the of like- The beginning I feel like... of act two, we meet <laughs> Gus, which is short for Asparagus, who is objectively the best cat in the whole show and who should be awarded the new life because God bless Gus, the theater cat, goodest boy. He's overshadowed by Shimbleskanks, this little railway cat. Um, I think we've met, we've almost met everybody, but then McCavity comes, steals Old Deuteronomy because reasons, and the two sexy cats, Demeter and Bombalarina, sing about him. So Rum Tongue Tugger comes in on Mr. Mistopheles, who's a magical cat, and they summon him back, and everything's happy now. And Old Deuteronomy's going to make his decision. He's made his choice. Then Grizabella comes out and goes, Memory, I am saddled and dying. And then they decide to give it to her. And that's the story of cats. Is it though? Is it? <laughs> like, I don't even, okay. Yeah, I, what, <laughs> what people are not going to see because this is an audio medium is the amount of face pulling that Chantal and I were doing during that description. <sighs> Pulling of our own face, trying to pull our faces uh, off because that's what even is this? It's like all intros and prelude, but no real end, like payoff or build up. And it's just like, oh, new cat, new cat, new cat. And it's like, there's too many cats. It Listen. should have been a song cycle if this is what 
if if this is what Weber wanted to do, then you well, know. Segue. Let's talk about the song. <laughs> also, it not, was not supposed all, to be a song cycle. It I, was. It was originally supposed to be a song cycle, like song and dance. Okay. Okay. So. All right. Well, <sighs> what songs do we like? Well, oh, um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll. Okay. I'll, you know, I'll. I'll bite the bullet. I really liked. Um, what's his name? Shumbleshank's Shawshank Redemption Cat. That one, the tap dancing one. I don't even know. <laughs> Get busy living, or get busy dying. That's goddamn right. <laughs> okay, so Skibble Shanks of the Railway Cat does not tap dance. <gasps> no! He doesn't! He does not. Then I have no favorite song! Uh, there is a tap dancer. Wait, which one tap dances? The Railway I'm Cat. I'm sorry, the, like, there's no, even by listening to the soundtrack, there's no... I, I, I have to, I said I was going to watch the movie. I changed my mind. I couldn't do it. Um, so I have no, like, I can't. Why? I, I forget Just, if it's Jenny Any Dots I, or Jelly Lorem, but one of the, I, I believe it's Jenny Any Dots who does, uh, I believe she does the tapping with the cockroaches and mice. And that's like how their, their little thing is. Which also very out. horrifying in the movie. Mm-hmm. Do not recommend. They ha- all have human faces, and it's very uncomfy. Um, but yeah, songs. Yeah. I don't even. Uh, memories of Bob. <laughs> it's really good when memory. you're when you get dumped. <laughs> That's fair. What's like, a fun fact I, about memory, Kyle? Uh, yeah, as far as that. musical theater songs go, it is the most lucrative song to come from the stage. Hard. It's yeah. I'm all for nonsense musicals. Like that's not the problem here. It's just that it it. I don't know. It feels like a personal attack. That's fair. <laughs> I had to. I I worked on this musical when I was uh, a mere wisp of a girl. Uh, <laughs> I was 22 and I was working at my first theater education job. And part of that was choreographing parts of Cats for seven-year-olds. How was that experience for you? Yeah? Yeah. The the song that they had me focus on was uh, Mr. Mistopheles' song. And I hate it. Um, He's like... He comes in, he does a thing, he goes away, and then it's That's like, essentially the musical. Like, 
but like that that's all that's all the music like why like can't we have two songs that focus on anything any sort of plot at all would be great and this is completely sung through yeah so it just introduces the cat they say what they're about and then they go away and then they repeat it for act one and two the only mix-up was memory because she's just like i'm very sad and everyone's like ew Okay. You're old. Memory, memory they, was not. They, they let her go to heaven because I just wanted to. Really, <laughs> what was memory from? Uh, Lloyd Webber, for a time, he wanted to try his hand at opera, and he was going to write about the feud between. Let's see if I can get this right. It was the feud between Puccini and. Uh, let me find it. I know I've got it here somewhere. 10-4. What year was Phantom? 88. 88 or 89. Okay. What year was Cats? 81. 81. Actually, 82 for New York. Okay, so he could have just, like, waited. <laughs> I I shouldn't be I shouldn't be jumping the gun on, on the rage train this far, this, this, this fast this, in the game. Yeah. I feel like because I have personal experience with it yeah I'm totally clouded can i read you some much, some like, lyrics what can i read you some lyrics and i want you to decipher and tell me what's happening at this part of the musical i feel like this is a trick but okay <clears throat> okay just 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 describe to me what you think is going on all right uh mccavity's a ginger cat he's very tall and thin you would know him if you saw him from his eyes or sunken in his brows is deeply lined in thought his head is highly domed his coat is dusty from neglect his whiskers are uncombed i don't know about you but first I of all why is a cat wearing a goddamn coat he's a musical cat. theater excellence <laughs> right there um oh i bet i can tell you he's Uncombed. mysterious Ooh, just different little like adjectives. The, the, mu- the music is just different adjectives describing the cats, it's just what they do, it. and then they leave. And then you're like, where's Shambleshanks? Shambleshanks. <laughs> right. Bimble bombs. Bimble bombs, the, 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 the cooking cat. <laughs> like, <whatever. laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, I... This show aloofs me. I, I'm just so... I don't under... Call me old-fashioned. Okay. But I feel like there needs to be a point. (laughs) And I don't... Like, if the the end game of this is to find out which of these fucking cats gets into cat heaven, then why can't it just end there? I just don't think... I just think the music is boring. (laughs) I don't think it's interesting. It's just... It all sounds the same with interchanging lyrics, and there's no fun, distinctive breakup of those lyrics. And it's frankly really boring. Personally, my parents went to go see Cats, they fell asleep and then left act two. We all know that Shakespeare made up a bunch of words that we now use colloquially, colloquial, that we use commonly today. Yeah. You can keep that in. Um, Weber's not Shakespeare. Yeah, and it's. It, and I'm I mean, not saying Shakespeare is the end all be all. I'm just saying, you tried. Jellicle's not. 
Stop trying to make Jellicle happen. <laughs> I mean, for example, with the magical Mr. Mistopheles, it literally just goes, well, well, a cat's so clever. Ever was there ever a cat so clever as magical Mr. And that's great. Like, we now know he's clever 8,000 times in a row. Give me something else. Well, part of it is that that's he didn't song. write that's the one I had choreographed now. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair that he didn't like write them, but sometimes it's like it's it's cool that poems are very musical in a sense, but sometimes things just aren't supposed to happen. Yeah, and I feel sometimes like that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. And I mean, especially here we've got T.S. Eliot's Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats was published on October 5th of 1939. So these poems at the time were already nearly 50 years old. And just the, the language and dialect of them was just it it wasn't great so it doesn't trans well into lyrics that we want to sing or we want to mm-hmm. dance to and that's for me going back to the theory of musical theater is that why do we sing in musicals because we are experiencing emotion that is so great speech is no longer enough we we sing because we have to we yeah. must sing so why do we dance singing's not enough now we are experiencing emotion that is so great we can't just sing it's got to be our whole body we have to dance it out and where yeah. cats okay. is a dance show that is all sung Going by logic of musical theater theory, you'd expect it to be this highly emotional, highly celebratory, highly mournful. And we only achieve that with a couple of songs, mainly Gus the Theater Cat. And I'm going to die on this hill. That that is the best song of the show. And that is the best cat of the show because he's just so sweet. He has a story. He actually has emotions. And you feel for him because he's reliving his glory days. Mm. I knew how to act with my back and my tail with an hour of rehearsal I never could fail I'd a voice that would soften the hardest of hearts whether I took the lead or in character pass and it's that one hits a little close to home that's fair that's fair okay I see you and also I guess you have to think of like the culture of the 80s and that time when it did come out and it's kind of fits the the aesthetic and the leotards the music vibes I guess of the very like synthesizers and we're like oh we're all mysterious kind of vibe I don't know yeah exactly yeah and so yeah why it was such a commercial success and that's why it kind of falters today even though the 80 vibe is very much loved today Cats is just not. <laughs> Some people really love it. Like, I I heard someone on a podcast recently, ha, meta, um, <laughs> podception. Um, yeah, they, the, the person, I don't even remember because I listened to so many. <laughs> um, they were talking about how it was like the first musical their mom took them to see and how it was just like that, like that theatricality, that, bigness of it all Mm -hmm. was what wanted like it it made them want to become an actor i really wish i could remember who it was um Mm. but it like i can understand that as a kid yeah seeing this as like one of the first big theater experiences of your life could completely change your genetic makeup to be like i want to do that and then i will say like mm -hmm. from the innocence of a child yeah um 
the nonsense and the fact that you don't understand is canon because you're a kid and you don't understand things yeah. as a And I will say that the dancing in the show is incredibly impressive. I will yes. say that. That could, yes. you know, like it's. I know a lot of my dancer friends who are like, "No, cats is good," and I was like, "Why?" It's like because the dancing. I'm like, "Oh, okay, well, all right." And that is why the leotards are necessary because you need to get yeah. your foot Jillian in Lynn the air. Choreography, y'all. Oh, yeah. she. That was talk yeah, about I making a crowning glory of your life's work. Not, yeah, it's, it's just really... it's just the bones of the show that I'm like, pourquoi? Why? <laughs> like. What? And like I kind of like to compare it to one of the first shows I saw on Broadway when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. It's a show I'm not actually crazy about, and that's Wicked. It's, <laughs> but think we about it. About that it's the same eventually. thing. It is a spectacle. It is big. It mm-hmm. is loud. The costumes yeah. are immense. The set is immense. What's really cool? Oh, I'm getting all history nerdy now about Ooh, cats. This is weird. So um, the set is designed off of another T.S. Eliot poem, possibly his most famous, The Waste Places, or The Wasteland, excuse me. It's this junkyard that is just desolate and decrepit. Mm -hmm. That's The Wastelands from T.S. Eliot. So they brought in so much of T.S. Eliot's work into this one piece. And And then of course- And how do we think, did they they have to talk to his estate at all? I mean, he did, so. Listen, <laughs> yeah, well, they're trying to release a movie about Bowie and, and they wouldn't let them use any of the music. So, <sighs> I mean, they could have complained, but yeah. Well, that's but, actually a really fair point, Kyle. Thank you. I never saw it in that kind of lens. Yeah. Um, so there's, it, looking at it on the surface, it's like, what, what the actual fuck is this? But then if you like really dig into it, it's like, oh, this is actually really clever. But it could have just been a ballet. Okay, there it is. Oh, I mean, I'm saying. I was about to be like, and? <laughs> yeah, and that, that makes more sense. Oh. Yeah. That makes more sense. Oh, yeah. oh man. But Why so is- many, what's interesting about this show is how many big names have been in it. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Ooh, give me that fun fact. Um, so everyone knows Elaine Page made the role of Grizabella famous, and Betty Buckley brought it to the United States. Yeah. But. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Elaine Page only had two weeks to learn the role of Grizabella because the original Grizabella in Tech Week broke her, or not broke, but tore her Achilles Kendon. Ah! The original Grizabella was um, a fairly well-known actress at the time named Judy Dench. Shut up! No! Dame Judy Dench was going no. to be the original Grizabella. No, no, kidding me. No. I shit you not, my Where? friend. Where? <laughs> How? Yep. When? The bo- both glasses are off. Oh my yeah, god. Chantal and I just threw our glasses on our respective desks. Oh this my is- god. I'm gonna just pull mine up a little higher then. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Which, if memory serves me, is memory. even more interesting because in the Abomination Stop movie, that. she played Old Deuteronomy. Yeah. Yeah. Which we, uh, sorry, I'm scarred for life. Uh, <laughs> oh, my eyes. Why would she come back, though? I don't know. She's that, a queen. That she I don't have an why? answer to. 
All right, so let's talk about like, okay, so let's, you know, we agreed that it should have been a ballet. So what about the like, the merit of the story? And this is where I think it doesn't work, <laughs> is trying to interweave these different character plots all together through nonsensical music. And it doesn't translate, like it translates more better with the dancing, more better, that's such a good sentence structure. <laughs> it translates better it. With, uh, with the dancing instead of this like, haphazardly loose story of how these cats all kind of relatively know each other but not and that's what makes me personally upset and also i did watch the movie so i'm even more upset <laughs> yeah I, so. I i feel like there's a way that i'll be able to watch it but you know there's no 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 i stared I into this and it was Judy Dench's cat butthole, okay? So oh, yeah, no. there's actually, yeah. this is a real thing that they discussed on NPR. No. There is a cut that they are releasing, and it is the anus cut. <laughs> I'm not kidding. 2020, why you like this? Uh, like, we're all wondering, like, cool, Joe Biden got elected and we're all saved, but like, But now why? Cats is back and it's ruining the our lives. <laughs> when you release a copy of a movie with CGI cat buttholes. Yeah, I so honestly, understand. if you're gonna watch Cats, do the live production, because it's, it's, it's a little better. Please. And it's got dancers that can actually dance. Yeah, my gripe about the movie was you could have it could have been really good if the dancing was awesome there was only one dancing that came out that like popped out to me and it was uh shawshank redemption the, the railways cat um, <laughs> so shimbleshank shimble shimbles shibles the dancing cat that, thank you. it was really cool i was like that's really kimble shanks thank you it's really impressive skimble danks i don't know <laughs> it's really, it was really impressive <laughs> also, I, I am the proud parent of two beautiful cats, and their names are Pico and Jasmine, not Bum Fug Rugged a Bugger. Or <laughs> it, just was, it was just the movie was That's very not... uncomfortable, and they and they tried to they basically threw away the plot of the of the of the live show and was like we're gonna focus on heckin oh what's her name it's that white cat Victoria the white cat. Nick- Victoria and her journey but the thing was there was no journey yeah that's not it was just she's not even in the actual show they she is an actual dancer she's a trained dancer that they hired to to do to debut this fucking pointless role and she could have been they were so focused. They knew what they were doing because they had all these giant ass names. It's the same deal that happened with Les Mis. They put these giant names in the thing, like Idris Elba, like Dame Judi Dench, like Rebel Wilson, like Taylor fucking Swift. Why? Who's wearing like, kitty cat heels? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Um, I'm upset uh but like they they were so focused on putting the names in it because they knew that people wouldn't take this seriously unless they had all of these names and this could have been done so beautifully with like actual dancers it's yeah. the it's the problem that, or, that hollywood has oh or they could have just not done it it's the, it's the same problem that hollywood has with not hiring the actual broadway actors and getting all these big wigs to be like oh we're gonna profit more when it's like that's Meryl not the yeah. they hired the craft that they studied in so how do you this, expect them to excel in it 
I plan on talking about this extensively when we do do Lamez because oh, I have feelings. Um, but like this, uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. For me, the moment that I knew I was gonna, I was refusing to watch the movie is they showed um, a a cut of the. Um, it was Francesca Hayward playing Victoria in the movie. And she was just doing this Dev LePay up. And all I can remember was being a kid and watching the VSet, VHS and watching Thelita Crowley Smith as Victoria with her extensions were 180 degrees and they were Girl. slow and luxurious. Mm -hmm. And that's everything I want out of cats is just luxurious dance, not this 150 degree angle. I don't know. So, devil a pay ish. If we're going to talk about people who should be doing this. <laughs> um, I think I personally think there's two sets of, of people that can. Okay. Trained ass dancers. Yes. Mm -hmm who can do, who can salvage the show with the dancing or adorable children. Cause then it'll be like, oh, it's just cats and it's nonsense. Yeah, Let exactly. Them, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The kids are just having fun. Yeah. yeah. Apart from the racism. You get, <laughs> we haven't gotten into that part of the show, how there are sections that are not okay. Yeah, uh, we were blinded by a rage of the actual uh, credentials of the show. Yeah, we usually get to this part a lot faster, but God, it's just not good. Um, yeah, uh, I guess starting off with the Siamese cats, that's that's a good. I can't remember the I our our, our robot producer costume designed this um, at at one of our delightful local youth theaters, and I remember her going through the script. And finding that line and being like, the fuck is this? <laughs> I think they cut that out in the movie, though. Because they weren't there. So. The the actual cats weren't there? The, the Siamese cats, yeah. We didn't. They weren't, they weren't in the movie. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it, should people do this? Yeah. My only my only uh, caveat is, uh, no, do Xanadu. You've been Xanadu. That's it. <laughs> do just, do it. just do that. You want a nonsensical yeah. musical that's a little bit fun? Xanadu. Nice edit. A bitch is on roller skates. It slaps. Listen. Um, I actually do have a suggestion okay. this time around for a replacement for this. Uh, if you would like to do something that has a lot of nonsense and poetry, do Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, cra it's crazy nonsense, and it's weird, and it's, you know, it's strange, but, like, it's fun and cute and there are, are like little lessons about like trusting yourself and and going with your imagination like there's this there is a semblance of a plot to it yeah you know and there are so many versions of it yeah you know tim burton hasn't ruined everything <laughs> i'm sorry I said but i won't, I meant it. I, won't, I, won't tim burton. I, I won't work with black people because it doesn't fit my aesthetic um <laughs> But all my colors are black and white. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So actually, that's a great idea. So thank you for that one. That one's really good. 
Happy so to for, contribute something. So for me, I would love to see cats. And this is me with my weird ass fucking visions. This is why I don't direct because no one wants to put me, put my weird. No one has the budget for you. It's true. They really don't. Um, I want to see a giant fucking cast where it's, you have featured dancers or featured of soloist vocalists in spots all around and like when they're singing their song they come up and then on stage you've got a fucking ballerina or a uh highly skilled dancer doing the performance with the vocalist somewhere else singing in a spotlight oh wait can i pick having a shadow cast but yeah yeah can i piggyback off of that kind of like the whole uh spring awakening asl performance where they yeah 100 percent just it's like kind of their expression and that's how that's cool okay yeah i i can i can i can fuck with that just change all the music love to see that <laughs> just don't um, that is how i want to see cats done that's cool. that or i want to see it with dancers in the bodysuits doing it like it was choreographed by the original choreographer <sighs> sorry you said bodysuits and i got triggered because my mind jumped to rebel wilson unzipping her skin to reveal a dress and then her zipping it back up to reveal her fur again and then zipping it to reveal a dress again i don't like that <laughs> That's real. Uh, I'm upset. Also, I, one last thing about the movie. How was Idris Elba more naked than all the rest of the cats? And every and, and the cats were naked. I just, he was so And naked. he's the one that's wearing a goddamn coat. Oh, no, he takes it off and it's very, it's, it hurts. <laughs> it's Apparently his butthole in the butthole cut is very, very prominent. Pronounced? So. Yeah. 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 Um, I heard about it on NPR. So that's now a thing that's in my brain. So directing the conversation away from buttholes, <laughs> the obvious answer for me is if you want to do cats, do a chorus line. Oh. Yeah. Same, same you idea. You want to do a dance show, do a or, show. Or, yeah. I mean, even more specifically, if you want to do a Lloyd Webber show that is a song <laughs> cycle with beautiful dance, do Song and Dance, which has songs and dance and they are their own element and they work beautifully together mind blown i just don't even know wow. what to say to that this, i mean yeah. we did get xanadude here this is my xanadude alice in wonderland chorus line or song and dance oh, yeah. i feel like those are some pretty great suggestions yeah i think that's pretty solid yeah oh all right Alrighty. I'm, I'm very nervous about this because it just it just keeps piling on every week. Yeah. Who, oh, no. What? What are we going to be covering next episode? Phone rings, door chimes, in comes company. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, Holly, oh. I love you. I could. I. Oh, I want to kiss your face. No. So yeah. for those oh, that are listening. Ladies, um, gentlemen, everybody yeah. in between, we are doing oh. company. Yes, it's my favorite musical oh. all time. Yes. Bless it. Bless oh, it. Thank you. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you. Oh, hard month. Oh, man. Happy holidays. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, yes. Merry Christmas, everyone. Wow. Oh. I feel better now. Oh. I feel better now. I feel so. Oh. I, I feel like this is a reward. <laughs> we, I think, I think we kept putting off this recording because we're like, we're like we have to find yes. something redeemable about it. <laughs> and also Kyle's birthday. 
but oh, you know god holly Oof. thank you holly the sun is coming out again and it is coming out in the form of company everything thank you, holly. coming up sun time oh, oh okay well, well from deep within the bowels of the internet i'm megan the hater i'm kyle the very tired historian <laughs> I'm uh, Chantal, and I did buy moon sand without my mother's permission when I was five. Who didn't? <laughs> Me? What's Bye, <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.